And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Greg Price. Uh, always a great time talking to Greg. Uh, we broke down all the latest from the primary elections last night. Uh, Greg works for an excellent uh, political consulting firm, and, and he's actually worked with a lot of candidates that are running in this cycle. So nobody better uh, to break down all the latest than Greg. Uh, before we get to Greg, uh, guys, if you haven't already, uh, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you are an itunes user please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review i'd really appreciate that and if you like the show and want to get involved you can support us monthly over on patreon patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast all right without further ado the great greg price all right guys we're here with my brother greg price greg how you been man i've been good it's good to be back on with you Absolutely. So uh, obviously we got to do a roundup of all the GOP primaries yesterday. That's what everybody's talking about. Let's start with some very good news. Blake Masters won uh, won his primary. Uh, he'll now take on uh, Mark Kelly uh, for that Senate seat. I think he's got a great shot at taking down Mark Kelly, actually. Best case scenario there. Eric Schmidt beat Eric Greetens in Missouri. Thank God. I, I was I was scared GOP primary voters were going to pull another Dr. Oz um, and, 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 and nominate Greetens. Um, yeah, I mean, much worse than Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz didn't, like, tie up and abuse the woman he was cheating on his wife with and have to resign from his job. So, like, it would have been even worse. But, you know, Republicans in Missouri used their heads. They got it right. Um, those two primaries were super important and both went the right way. Yeah, Schmidt's a good guy. Like, he did a lot of great things as Missouri Attorney General. Like, he sued Biden over Title 42. He sued... Uh, schools over CR, like he schooled, sued school districts over CRT. He, uh, you know, he sued over election fraud during the 2020 election. I think, who, I think he's a good, I think he was a great choice and I think he'll easily win and be a really great Senator. Um, so that's great. I think Blake is, Blake is obviously a huge victory. Um, especially if you're on the new right, like myself, if you're, if you want America first to be the future of the party, I think having, Blake Masters and J.D. Vance in the Senate is going to be pretty is going to be great for the Republican Party, great for the future and great for America first. I think it's going to be a very tough race for Blake. I think J.D. will cruise to victory, but I think it's going to be a tough one against Mark Kelly. Um, but he's got a solid shot. I think it's it, I think, you know, tying Mark Kelly to Joe Biden is the best way to do it. The fact that he votes with Joe Biden all the time and talking about inflation and the border, which are huge issues, I think are going to play very well for, for Blake Masters. I think the, the early polls have him down, but I think that just has to do a lot to do with name ID. I think when people learn who Blake Masters is and when pe- and when he you know gets to work attacking Mark Kelly for voting with Joe Biden 100% of the time, I think that's going to play well in Arizona. And I think he'll do really well. And I think he'll be He's he's that was a huge victory. He's going to be a great senator, one of one of our greatest allies. When yeah, he wins. no, I I agree, man. And he uh like even for you know a libertarian like me, like he checks off enough boxes for me to be excited about him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. 
Uh, and he's also he's a really talented guy too. You know, like I think you know if he has a couple debates, televised debates against Mark Kelly, he can really shine there. Like he's a really smart guy. He can articulate uh, his positions like even better than a guy like J.D. Vance. I think he's got a lot more like political talent than J.D. Vance. Um, so yeah, I, I really hope he can he can beat Kelly. I think he'd be a, a major asset. Not only just obviously we need the seat, we need the vote, um, but also just to articulate. Um, like, especially for people on the new right, you know, guys like you, like he, like, I don't know if anybody can articulate those positions better than Blake Masters. I think he's just a, a real talent. Yeah, he's so, yeah, he's really great. Um, he does a great job of it. He's very well-spoken, obviously. And obviously coming, obviously having Peter Thiel as your mentor and backer is a huge deal because Peter Thiel's the same way. He's also a really smart guy and very well articulate. And so, yeah, like I, I'm, I think he's got a really good shot. I think he's a great, He's a great campaigner, and I think you know he's got to hit the. He's got a lot of work to do. He's got to hit the ground running, you know, attacking Mark Kelly, and you know, drawing contrast between Mark Kelly and himself. And I think when he, as his name ID goes up, I think his his poll numbers will go up as well. Also, just on another note, I'm always amazed at Arizona's complete inability to properly run an election and report results on time. It's crazy. It like it like reminds me like it reminds me of a. Uh, that that scene that there's a meme that comes from a SpongeBob episode where snails are racing and Patrick snails a rock and he goes, it's okay, Rocky, you go when you feel like it. And I feel like that's us when Arizona is counting election results. Yeah, it's man, so bad. It's not like, this is not normal. And it's also unique to America in like the developed Western world. It's like other countries, like European countries don't have these problems. You know what I mean? I know. Like it's like we just accept, like we we just accept that like people in Pennsylvania and Arizona can't count. Like, dude, it's 2022, man. All you do is like you literally it's like, plug. It's not that it's, you it's plug it into the computer, they, and the the computer program counts the votes automatically. It takes five seconds. Like, dude, like what like, are, like what are we doing? It's not even like that. They can't count. There's just so many convoluted laws about like when they're allowed to count the votes and when they're not allowed to count the votes, and it's so stupid and ridiculous. Like, in, I don't know, I'm not quite, like, I'm not too familiar with Arizona's, but, like, in Pennsylvania, they are not allowed to start counting mail-in ballots until <laughs> election day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, no wonder it takes freaking forever to get the results in PA when you can't count all these thousands of ballots literally until election day. It's so ridiculous. And, like, and like in Pennsylvania, too, it's, like, Republicans' fault because they voted, they voted in favor of no absentee mail-in balloting and in, in favor of all the rules of this it was like a gop legislature that this got through so it's it's just a sh- it's a crap show and like it's even worse in arizona it's ridiculous like the ballot they, they come at like random times it's so it's so strange like i don't understand why we can't get back to it like we've done this for literally decades where we've learned the results the day of and now like are we supposed to, like can we get back to a time where it's like we can, we can go to bed by like one o'clock in the morning or 12 and know and know who won a dang election, like everywhere else in the developed world. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, and just the fact that I mean, after twenty twenty, I'm not even talking about twenty twenty. Like, you know, everybody has their opinions on that, but like, after that debacle, the fact that nothing's changed. It's like, dude, like, all right, like, if these people were serious, if like they were, if they, if we actually had adults in charge in these states, that would be like priority number one. Like, this can't happen again. <laughs> like, people are going to tear this country apart if they. Don't trust that, like, we're counting votes accurately. Like, we got to figure out a way to call elections that night. It seems like that would be, like, 
priority number one for every single official in these states, and it just nothing was done about it, which is crazy. I mean, like that, this is crazy, and we all just we just accept it. Like like remember that? Like, have they even called? Uh, it was the what Iowa, the Democratic presidential primary in Iowa. Yeah. Like I don't. I think it took like six <laughs> months for them to figure out that like Bernie Sanders won it. Like six months later, or whatever. It's like, what do we like? How do we just accept this as fact in in the 21st century in America? Like it is just it's mind boggling, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and and you know, when when you try to change laws like Georgia did, they'll say that you're bringing in Jim Crow on state. You're making Jim yeah. Crow look like Jim Eagle, as Joe Biden said. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we this is why we need election integrity. Like you know, GOP vote. Like when you poll GOP voters today, election integrity is usually a top five to top three issue, and it should be because. You know, you need elections that are fair and free in order for your citizens to have faith in, in the government. And when they don't, that's when society collapses and you have the shit show like we saw in 2020 when people don't when people don't think the elections were free and fair. And so that's why we need to get back to a system where we have, you know, same day voting, paper ballots. Like, I don't know, that shouldn't be controversial, but it is because the Democrats need to cheat in order to win. I mean, it's I I agree with you 100 percent. Also, like you guys and like the the new right kind of movement sound like like milk toast moderates compared to me on election <laughs> stuff. I mean, I like, yeah. if I could snap my fingers and go back to original constitutionality where only landowners could vote, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's what, I think you got to have skin in the game. You got to own property to vote. Like if if I were emperor that's for honestly, a day, that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, that would that would exclude me from voting, but I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, man. I mean, you'd vote. You'd vote against your own, <laughs> vote, you know, ability to vote. I'm sure because I'm, how... I'm absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is. It is just like, it, it's crazy that we're still like. I, I don't know. I, I have no faith in government, obviously, but it is wild that I mean, you saw it like uh, with the uh, the Pennsylvania primaries a couple months ago. I think that was in May, and uh, I think we we're all like, "Holy crap!" Like these people didn't fix anything. Like, we're still going to be dealing with this. Nobody's going to trust outcomes of elections. It's like, man, I can't I can't believe after everything. Unless, like, distrust is just the point, you know? Like, if, I don't know, it could be some sinister kind of conspiracy. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, another well, big— Well, uh, that's what— Yeah, yeah, go uh, ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, obviously, if Carrie Lake becomes governor, obviously, I hope she, you know, fixes the shit show that is Arizona's elections. And, I don't like, know anything about Carrie Lake. That's actually a, a race that I've really not— uh, paid attention to too much i did listen to a, a michael malice's podcast when he had carrie lake on and uh, she seems smart but she also seems like the kind of woman that if you piss her off she might just like steal your kidneys when you're sleeping and sell them on the black market or something she gives yeah, a little bit of, of that like crazy girlfriend kind of vibes but i don't know hey, if, if she's a good politician good for her that's like kind of an effective thing to have as a politician like we, <laughs> i, I kind of want ruthless people like that i that that, that kind of endears her to me so I hope she wins. Yeah, you know, she'll keep the Democrats on her toes. You know, she'll That's, cut their, cut their nipples is... off in the middle of the night if they step out of line. You know, and she caused Meghan McCain to have a full-on meltdown on Twitter by the when she won. <laughs> dude, dude, <laughs> I, I, I did you see Brad Devlin's tweet? 
<laughs> when that fiasco was 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 popping off, he was like, "This must have been how the Romans felt watching the gladiators. Who care who win? Who cares who wins? I'm just here for the blood. You know? <laughs> <laughs> These heavyweights just going after each other, man. It was just like, yeah, it, it did seem gladiatorial in nature. I think. Yeah, it was hilarious. I was, it was so funny. <laughs> So John Gibbs, who's the uh, is a Trump-backed uh, candidate, beat Peter Meyer up in Michigan. It's like a suburban Grand Rapids, Michigan district. Uh, Meyer voted to impeach Trump, and the DCCC spent hundreds of thousands of dollars pumping up Gibbs. I, I believe is this true that they spent more money than Gibbs actually raised himself? Like I, that's what I saw floating around Twitter. I don't know if that's true or not. If that's no, even, that's there's no way, it's, right? It, no, Gibbs. I, I'm I'm not sure how much Gibbs raised, but it, they spent they spent like I think four hundred. The D Triple C spent like four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Or something like that. And that, Gibbs raised like slightly under a million. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. If, it might have been more that than outside groups spent boosting Gibbs. Is might have been what you were saying. But Gibbs, I, Gibbs, I believe I could now I could be wrong, but I think he raised slightly under a million. Gotcha. I mean, four hundred grand—that's still a ton from the D Triple C. And they did this, and, and this isn't the first time they've done this. But they—they they believe that Gibbs will be easier for them to beat in the general. Um, so they—they they really went after Peter Meyer and and promoted Gibbs's campaign. And I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe that's true. You know, like maybe Gibbs is easier for the Democrat to beat. Maybe not. But uh, and I don't really know much about that district, man. I can't pay attention to all four hundred thirty-five of these things. But like, boy, oh boy, it would be great for for Gibbs to somehow pull this off and just kick sand in all of their faces. I mean, like it's such a disingenuous thing. I mean, if if they truly think that Donald Trump and like the the MAGA guys are like this existential threat to society, I mean, it's like. Come on, man. Like, th- this game has to end. Like, these people these people are, are absolutely pathetic. It would just be just chef's kiss, just perfect, if Gibbs can can pull it off. And just, oh, my gosh. Like, these people I'm, deserve to be punished for their actions, and I'm really I'm, hoping John Gibbs is the man to do it. I'm rooting for every single candidate that the de- the de- that the Democrats spent money to boost all over the country. I'm, hope- I'm rooting hard for Doug Mastriano. I'm going to root hard for Gibbs. I've met Gibbs before. He's a really good dude. And he, he's, you know, he's a good America first candidate. Now this district used to be Justin Amash's district and in in redistricting, it became a lot more blue when Amash represented it. It was red. So the district now I I believe is a Biden plus seven or was a Biden plus seven in 2020, but still like every, anything like anything under Biden plus like, 10 or 15 is up, is up for grabs in November. Right. And so I think, I think Gibbs, you know, he'll have to, he'll have to raise a lot more money and he'll have to, you know, he'll have to win a lot of independence, but I think this is a very favorable electorate for Republicans. And so I think, and like, you know, p- people like on Twitter seem to think that the D triple C spending like a half a million dollars is what put Gibbs over the edge. And that's just like, that's so ridiculous. It's not true. Like Peter Meyer ran as a MAGA guy in 2020, and then his first ever vote in Congress was to impeach Donald Trump in the witch hunt that occurred after January 6th. He also voted for red flag laws, the gun control bill. He voted for the January 6th committee. He co-sponsored the Fairness for All Act, which is the the GOP's response to the to the uh, what the the HR the thing that put uh, gender identity into civil rights law is oh, essentially right, right. what this yeah. He was a co-sponsor of that. He did like that would have like forced schools to let men play women's sports. Like he, he 
he did all of these votes. He, he supported all of these things that betrayed the people who elected him. And then he's acting and now he's acting as if the DCCC spending half a million dollars is the reason he lost. No, it's because you governed like a rhino. And if you govern like a rhino, the, G, the GOP will probably vote you out of office. Right. That, is, that is what happened here. And like at the same time, the dude is literally rich as shit. His grandfather founded Meyer Grocery Stores, the grocery store chain. Really? And he spent like, yeah. Wow, I did and, not know and that. And he spent like $4 million in the race. Like he, he had big money behind him. <laughs> and, he, and he lost because he's a rhino squish. Four Not million because, dollars in a congressional race. Yeah, well, that's combined with the outside groups. Yeah, yeah, but that's got to be like a record, at least in Michigan, at least in the Midwest. Like people don't spend four million dollars in a congressional race. I mean, some Senate races in the Midwest cost about that. Man, yeah, he spent. He, he, he's he's one of the richest members of Congress. He has a lot. He had a lot of money to spend, and he did it. And now he's acting as if four hundred thousand dollars from the G Triple C is what beat him. But on, the, on, but on the flip side of that, it's hilarious that this guy basically sold out to the Democrats on so many key votes, and they responded by spending thousands of dollars to beat him in a primary. And That's like the, the same thing. thing hold, That's the same the thing. thing like holds the same thing holds true with Adam Kinzinger, yeah. who literally became a Democrat, and they and the Dems responded by gerrymandering him out of his district. Get it through your fucking heads. You're dealing with ruthless opposition who would literally push their grandmothers off of a cliff to win. And if you don't understand that, if you don't understand what you're up against, you have no business being a member of Congress. Stop trying to be liked by people who hate you and fight for the people who elected you. I just don't understand how these morons haven't gotten this through their heads yet. I mean, like, my goodness. Like, <laughs> like what, why, why do they still think that any of this quote-unquote bipartisanship is going to work out for them? I mean, like, why won't these morons learn their lesson? I mean, like the Democrats and the corporate press will never, ever accept these people. They will always shank them the first opportunity they get. I mean, Adam Kinzinger, you're right. I mean, he basically became a Democrat. Like he's had his face in Nancy Pelosi's giant fake boobs for the last five years. And Democrats still gerrymandered his district out of existence. I mean, these people, you're right, man. I mean, they would push their grandma off a cliff to win. They are vicious knife fighters. And all bipartisanship means is just surrendering your values to the Democrats. They'll still kill you. I mean, they'll still shank you as soon as they possibly can. I, Yeah, it, it's fascinating, man. I'm glad some of these guys are gone. Meyer's gone now. Liz Cheney's going to be out of office here. Um, she has no chance in her primary. Um, yeah, man, I just can't. It's like, You still see guys like Mitt Romney now still going to bat for the Democrats. It's like, well, I'm old enough to remember 2012. They called him Hitler. They called him a Nazi. You know, killing dogs, binders full of women, all this stuff. Didn't he, they accused him of, like, giving people cancer somehow. I, didn't, I mean, like, he's, like, they made Mitt Romney out to be literally the devil incarnate. And, and he still goes to bed for the devil. It's like these people, man. They, it's like a battered wife syndrome thing, you know? It's like they just, I don't know, or it's a Stockholm syndrome where you fall in love with your captors. It's like they're just so abused by the press and by the Democrats. They just want the abuse to stop, so they'll just do whatever they want. Like, I, I don't know, man. I guess I don't. It, or maybe some of these people are just simply nefarious actors who hate who hate the who hate their voters. You know what I mean? I don't know, but like I don't know what evidence these squishy Republicans need to figure out that it will not end well for them. But I don't know. It, it, for my money, it's going to keep happening though. There's no way. There's too many squishy Republicans out there. I, I assume this is going to keep happening. Oh yeah, it'll keep happening. We're always going to have rhinos to deal with, and like it's for different reasons. Like I think Meyer, like. 
Meyer's like Peter Meyer. I've met him before. He's not a he's a nice guy. He's not like a he's not like one of those these people who's just seeking out like a CNN and MSNBC contract like Cheney and Kinzinger are. I think he genuinely believed the votes that he took against his own party, and look what happened. Like he 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 met the full force of of the dem of the Democrats. Like he's a guy who I think genuinely who genuinely uh, believed the things that he did. And I, I, he just, I don't think he just, he just didn't understand what time it was and what he was up against. I think he's a guy who's just too overly idealistic about the types of people who govern our country. Yeah. And, you know, I feel yeah. bad for the guy. I feel bad for the guy in that sense. But like at the same time, like, dude, understand what you're up, like understand who your opposition is and how ruthless they are. Like if you need to understand this if you want to be a member of Congress today. Tudor Dixon won the Michigan uh, GOP primary for governor. She'll take on Gretchen Whitmer, who's truly one of the most wicked monsters in American public life. Just like a killer and a, a vicious socialist. Just a terrible human being. Um, you know, hopefully uh, Dixon uh, can uh, can flip that seat. Um, I don't I don't have anything to say about that race other than what the heck kind of name is Tudor? Like what nationality? Like that doesn't even sound like a real name. Tudor? That's yeah. a good question. Um, Google that. Yeah, I'll Google it. I'm Googling it right now. What? See, like, it doesn't even... It's a, yeah, it's an, in, it's an interesting name. She doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I'm not sure if we could find, like... I mean, she looks like I'll, a normal white lady. Yeah. Maybe you could, like, add her on Twitter and be like, hey, what's what's Tudor, <laughs> Tudor's nationality? Hold on, I'm Googling, like, the name. Okay, so it's Greek, apparently, Greek? according to Google. Yeah, it's, like, of Greek. It's of Greek and it's of Greek origin. And that yeah. it, it it means gracious gift. Hmm. And if she if she beats Gretchen Whitmer, that will be a gracious gift to the entire country. For that sure. would be a gracious gift, and it, yeah. And especially to the people of all of the people in Michigan who had to watch as their grandparents got slaughtered. Yeah. In nursing homes. Watch all their boats at the dock or in the garage as a uh, as Gretchen Whitmer's yeah. husband was just cruising around Lake Michigan <laughs> by himself. My favorite had the whole my, lake my to himself. My favorite is all her TV appearances when she'd have her Dr. Fauci pillow in the background. Have you ever oh, seen those? Dude, that woman legitimately just creeps me out, man. Gretchen Whitmer. She's like, she's she's like, like legit, yeah, she's, she's like a legit, villain. She's like a movie villain. She's literally like the epitome of people that I that you hate, like freaking white liberal suburban women, wine mom type person who you just like absolutely despise and are like literally responsible going to be responsible for the death of western civilization it's she's that, like the epitome of all that she's like that combined with like maybe she's just pissed off because she wasn't able to kill james bond like she's got this like creepy bond villain kind of vibe too yeah but, uh, so it looks like our boy uh joe kent who i endorsed good guy if i had him on the show um it, it's not looking great for his primary it looks like he may uh end up losing to the incumbent kind of like left-wing Republican. Um, I guess it's not called yet. Um, I, I, I suppose by, you know, 4 or 5 p.m. today, it'll be irrelevant one way or the other. But can you explain what's going on there? Does Joe Kent still have a chance? Yeah, he does. So the, Washington's elections are, are a shit show, too. Like, they're so – like, they're, they might be even be worse than Arizona's just because of because of how it's it's, like, structured. So – they don't have primaries in the normal sense. They have what are called jungle primaries where every candidate is on the ballot, no matter their party affiliation. 
and you, all the voters go into the polls and you can vote for anybody you want to. And the, the, the people who get the top two votes advance to November. And it doesn't matter what party they belong to. If it's two Democrats, they'll face each other. If it's two Republicans, they'll face each other. Doesn't doesn't matter what party it is. So right now, the Democrat is in first place, 31 percent of the vote, obviously, because there are a lot of Republicans in this race. And then Jamie Herrera Butler, the incumbents in second with 24 percent. And then Joe Kenson third with 20 percent. And that's with 56 percent of the vote in. Now, there's still there are still a lot of ballots drops to come. The next ballot drop, I think, is at four o'clock today, this afternoon, like four o'clock Western time. So that'll be what, like five, six, it'll be seven o'clock Eastern time. So a lot of the, the ballot drops still to come are for are from very conservative areas of the district that could potentially benefit Joe Kent. So he's got ground to make up. So he needs to he needs to overperform on a lot of these ballot drops to come in order to win. Um, and so if he can do that, then he could overtake Jamie Herrera Butler and go up against Mary Marie Perez, the Democrat. What, what I, if he can do that, that would actually help him because my biggest fear going into this race was that Jamie Herrera Butler and Joe Kent would finish in the top two and he'd have to go up against her in November. And if he, if that had happened, there would be literally no chance that he could win because Jamie Herrera, all the Democrats would come out for Jamie Herrera Butler. The other thing that's that hurt Joe Ken a lot is there's a lady named Heidi St. John yeah. who, and who was also in this race and she got backed by big money from a bunch of GOP establishment people. And she was basically running to take votes away from Joe Ken yeah. <laughs> on behalf of the establishment, which was really annoying. And like we attack, like we were attacking her a lot for that, which, uh, so that, so she's currently in fourth place and she has about 15% of the vote. She's, has 16,000 votes. And, and she like kind of was trying to, she's like, she was running to Jamie Herrera Butler's right too. now imagine she wasn't in the race and all those people went for Joe Kent. Joe Kent would be running away with it right now. So that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah. But, and like, but, like, people I, like, like that, I, like people like Heidi St. John, and there's like, there's been a million of these cases in recent elections where it's like, you know, somebody does, due to hubris, ego, corruption, you know, you never know why they refuse to drop out. But it's like, and, and you never know, too, like, you know, I, I don't even know, like, I don't know much about her, but, like, you know, people run for office for a variety of different reasons, not always to win, you know what I mean? Like, she, she has, like, a podcast and, like, stuff like that. Maybe she's just trying to build her own brand or whatever. But it's like, it has consequences, man. <laughs> like, these things have consequences. I mean, like, one... Like back in in 2020, one of those Georgia Senate seats goes our way, and inflation is two percent. Like the, w- one Georgia Senate seat is a difference between two percent inflation and ten percent inflation. And you can blame whoever you want. Blame the voters themselves. Blame you know the never Trump people. Blame Trump for those losses. You know Trent, like you know MAGA guys. Blame like you know election interference and stuff like that. Like blame whoever you want. One of just that one seat. Like if we would have won one of those seats, inflation's at two percent, and we all have more money in our savings accounts. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't care why like Heidi St. John ran for office. Like, I don't know if it was corruption. I, I, I don't know what's going on. But these, it has consequences, man. Like, Joe Kent is a really good guy. Like, I think he's a good man, yeah. a good and decent human being, and the country would benefit from having him in the House of Representatives. And for one reason or another, you know, I don't know if it's nefarious or if it's just ego or whatever, trying to boost your podcast numbers, whatever it is, that might not happen now. And that's a real bummer, man. That's a real bummer. And it's like, you know, we're, we're looking at 
the GOP is going to take the House. I mean, like, I, I can't envision a situation where the GOP doesn't take the House. I mean, they're up, you know, with a, a bare majority in the generic congressional ballot, which, like, never... Like, I, I think it was, like, even. Like, the generic congressional ballot was even in, like, 2010 when, like, the Tea Party wave, like, Republicans picked up 61 seats or something like that. So it's like if Republicans are actually showing it in advantage in the generic ballot, they're actually up eight points or whatever, and it's going to be a, a red wave. But it's like the the Senate map sucks th- this year. You know, we're defending a lot of seats. The GOP nominated a bunch of clowns like Herschel Walker and, and like, you know, Dr. Oz and these guys. And it's like, man, the, the Senate's where where, where it matters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in terms of, you know, judicial nomination, stuff like that. And like literally if we would have won one of the Georgia seats, inflation's at 2 percent and the country's doing fine. Um, but we didn't. And inflation's 10 percent <laughs> and nobody can afford to buy a house and the economy's falling apart. So it's like. I'm stoked that Masters won. I'm stoked that Schmidt won last night. Like, those were the two most important seats in my mind. But it looks like we're going to lose Pennsylvania. It looks like we're going to lose Georgia. It's like, man, I, I, I've been so disappointed and frustrated with GOP primary voters this cycle. And I just wish Republicans knew how to play the game as well as Democrats know how to play the game. Like, all they care about, all the Democrats care about is wielding power and beating their political opponents over the head with the power that they wield. Like, I, I just wish that Republicans nominated candidates with the best chance to win the way that Democrats do. Yeah, I think, you know, this should, this the point to be made here is that primaries at this point are almost more important than general elections. Like, nominating the right people is, like, a lot more important than even winning a general election. Because if you nominate a Republican that can't win, then that's bad. If you nominate a Republican who's going to govern like a rhino, what's even the point? So I think, you know, it goes to show primaries are very important and like voting in primaries are almost even like are almost even more important than voting in in general elections. They're obviously both important and you should be voting in both. Um, But but I think, you know, primaries are important. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I think and I think Herschel Walker, I think he's got a solid shot to win. I think he's, you know, he has a shot. I think he's yeah, I think he's in good shape. He's he's not in bad shape. I think he's fine. He's people in Georgia, like obviously being a Heisman Trophy winner and, and and Georgia legend plays well for him. Like he has flaws, obviously, but I think he's got a solid shot. He should Dr. definitely. Oz, he Dr. should Oz, definitely. Herschel Walker Oz, should. Oh yeah, go ahead, man. Doctor Oz, I'm a little concerned about. Yeah. But I think I think people are paying more attention to John Fetterman's trolling on Twitter of him on Twitter than like what's actually happening on the ground. Like I think. Pennsylvania, like I think when Pennsylvania voters go to vote, they're going to be feeling inflation. They're going to see that this is a guy who has talked about banning fracking before, which is a huge, that's thousands of jobs in Pennsylvania rely on fracking. Like this is a guy who's pretty liberal. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Greg, he had a stroke um, three months ago and hasn't been seen. That, I, was, I was just about, I was <laughs> I literally mean, like... just about to get to that. The guy literally had a stroke and he can literally barely talk now. Yeah, like, I mean, I think, like God bless him. I hope he makes a full recovery. Obviously, but like the man, nobody really knows if he's regained the ability to speak. I mean, like if Doctor Oz loses to a man who can't speak English, my goodness. I mean, like, like come on, we can't have that. That can't happen. Like, what, what, like we're gonna have a mute senator? Come on. <laughs> like, what? 
Like, what are we doing? That's, and, like, and, so, and, and so that's why I think, like, you know, Fetterman's flaws, I think, help Dr. Oz a lot. Even though, I think they'll cover up for a lot of the things that people don't like about Dr. Oz. And, like, at the same time, suburban women like Dr. Oz. And Pennsylvania has a lot of those. So I think he's got a good shot there as well. I, just Herschel Walker, if you're listening, just disclose any other children that you have. Please. Like, can we just like, hey, you know what? Come he's, on, man. He, he's reversing our country's declining birth rates. <laughs> he and Elon Musk will single handedly reverse our country's declining birth rates. And that is a good thing. I can't fault him for that. Everybody's panicking. The birth rate's down. We need people to have more kids. Herschel Walker's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, tricked you. I have 75. You didn't even know about most of them. Goodness gracious. Like, can we just get that? Come on, man. If you're going to run statewide, like, bro. Like, come on, man. Can you, like, help out your campaign staff? <laughs> like, hey, by the way, here's the deal. I have a bunch of secret children. Like, come on. Like, you're, you're going to give your campaign manager a stroke. But, like, my goodness. Like, can we just – we got to reel it in, ladies and gentlemen. But, look, man, I, I think yesterday, overall, like, we got some good wins. Like, Blake Masters, Eric Schmidt, I think, chief among them. Um like, I just, I don't know, man. I've been so, like, after the Dr. Oz thing and everything, I just have, like, no faith in primary voters. I mean, like, it, it's it's strange, man, too. Like I mean, it, 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 it's, it was tough in Pennsylvania just because we had yeah. a really great candidate, Sean Parnell, yeah. who had to drop out because they decided to weaponize the divorce proceedings he was going through from his wife to essentially smear him. Yeah. And so that, and he dropped out for the sake of his kids and, like, good for him for doing that. Yeah, but so it was just that was very unfortunate, and like we were stuck with, you know, Oz who got endorsed by Trump because, you know, I think him being a TV guy is something that Trump really liked about him, and then we had Dave McCormick who was an added to touch hedge fund guy, and then we had Kathy Barnett, who you know a lot of conservatives surged a lot at the end there, and a lot of conservatives liked, but she was kind of sketchy with how she would refuse to disclose her actual military record. And so yeah. it was just a tough, it, it was a tough situation, but I think, I think Pennsylvania is still in play. Like I, I'm like, I wouldn't be entirely black pilled on Dr. Oz just because Fetterman has so many flaws. Like he's, he's running an entirely like online campaign more than he, and he literally has not been seen in public in weeks. I mean, and dude, so this I, is crazy though, right? I mean, yeah. like, dude, I mean, look, I hate, I know it's the dumbest, most annoying thing in the world to do. The whole, like, what if the parties were reversed thing? Because that's counterproductive. It doesn't matter. Like, we all understand what the corporate press is. But, like, bro, come on. <laughs> like, we have a rep- like imagine a Republican candidate who had a stroke and can't talk. It's like the, the press dragging him over the finish line is like, man, the Democrats play to win. Like, these people are just vicious. Like, they don't care. Like, they will. Like, he could be, like, on life support in a coma. And they would cover for him. They would lie about it. They'd, pr- they'd prop him up. I mean, look what they're doing with Biden. I mean, they, they pumped him so full of cocaine the other day, they turned into a goblin and they, they, you know started screaming about Trump without blinking for five minutes. And it's like, dude, they do not care. Like, all they care about is wielding power. They don't care if they have to abuse their own candidates or their own president of the United States, for goodness sakes. They do not care. All they care about, all, all they care about is crushing us. Like, they're so consumed by their hatred of guys like you and I that they just don't care. Like, they, they don't care about John Fetterman. They don't care if he lives or dies. All they need him to do is is win the seat. He can die a day later, and then the Democratic governor will replace him. You know, like, they don't, like, 
these Democrats are absolutely vicious. I think it does boil down to the voters, too. It's like, I I don't know if there's going to be a single Democratic voter in Pennsylvania who doesn't vote for Fetterman because of the stroke. Like, even if they have a televised debate and he's clearly, like, you know, can't communicate or something like that, I don't even think he'd drop too much in the polls. Like, independents w- would obviously leave at that point, but I don't think, like, the Democratic base would. No, yeah. I I, I totally agree with that. Like, the, like you said, they'll literally do anything to win. They will... They will hide like they did with Joe Biden. Like the dude calls, could also barely speak. He was obviously senile and dementia ridden. And what did they do? They kept they weaponized a pandemic in order to in order to in order to keep him in his basement the whole time, so he didn't have to freaking talk every single day. And now our country's living with the effects of it. Like these people will do literally anything for power. They would they will run any anybody for power. And we need to understand that and be ready to and you know be ready. Be ready to fight back against it. Yeah, and we have to take these primaries as seriously as the Democrats do. I don't think uh, Republican yeah. voters really take them as seriously, but the Democrats yeah. sure do. Like the Democrats don't make mistakes like this. You know what I mean? Like they're like, you know, I, mean, I, I guess they do. I mean, like yeah, they didn't know that like a guy like Andrew Gillum was like a gay prostitute meth head guy. You know what I mean? Like he 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 didn't seem like that when they voted yeah. for him. But it's like the Democrats don't nominate a Doctor Oz. Like, they don't make those mistakes. Like, they do analyze the candidates, and they elect the people that they think can crush the Republican. Like, they just yeah, don't seem the... to make the same mistakes that, that our guys make. Yeah, like, if you're going—like, as Bernie Sanders learned the hard way, if you're going up against the Democrat establishment, and you're, like, you know, trying to run against them as a Democrat, they will absolutely destroy you. Like, yesterday, like, Andy Levine, progressive guy, lost to Haley Stevens— backed by the establishment and like Nina Turner lost her race against the more establishment person. Like they, if they, if they see a candidate that they know can't win, they will literally do anything to destroy them. And they're really good at it in a way that Republicans aren't. Oh yeah, man. And like the hardcore, like Bernie bros think it's because, you know, the democratic party isn't socialist enough or whatever. I'm here to yeah. tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Yeah. It's like Bernie Sanders' radicalism is not the reason why the, the Dems destroyed him. It's just simply because they knew he'd have a tougher chance winning. Yeah, they're all literally you're all you're all literally a bunch of cucks who are never going to beat the machine that is your party's establishment. Yeah, man. Greg, my brother, uh, thanks for doing this, man. We'll have to do it again soon when we have something more interesting to talk about than than uh, primaries. But um, yeah, my my friend, where can everybody uh, keep in touch? Follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm a Greg underscore Price11 on Twitter. Um, midterms coming up quickly. We're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to elect some good people. So I'm really excited about it. Thanks for having me on. Always God, good to be on with you. Godspeed, my friend. Everybody follow Greg. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Thank you.